All right, Ron. Let's get to the big story, the biggest story, which is Mike Tomlin's future. You wrote a really good piece today that it's time for Tomlin to go of his own volition, really, that it would be good for him and for them. That's the gist of what you wrote in the Post-Gazette, yes? Yeah. I mean, I think 17 years is enough. Uh, We're not seeing – I mean, I don't look at this team being a legitimate playoff contender anytime soon. Um, So, I I just think – you can get stale a little bit, and maybe he's stale. These last five playoff games, they've been blown out, basically. It's time. And I still think he's going to go somewhere if he goes and be very successful. I would say having a quarterback would certainly help, but we both don't think that will happen, correct? Uh, no. What did you think of Cam Hayward's comments? Not necessarily about Tomlin uh, in terms of, I don't want to play for another coach, but the one that was buried in there basically saying what I read it as was this team is a dysfunctional mess without him. <laughs> That's the way I read this quote, Ron. Yeah, he I said mean, no we could no one here could function without him. Yes. Let me try to said, find uh, where I is mean the he quote put us in I position. He put us in position to make the playoffs. Absolutely. And do you think Cam will be back, first of all? Yeah, I do. I think, you know, they'll restructure his deal. He'll take less. Um, I think Cam has earned the right to go out the way he wants, but not at that cap hit next year. Like so many of his teammates, I'm sure that Cam didn't mean this to be a comment uh, on Tomlin or or on even on his teammates here. I think other people have, like Mink and TJ and people like that have said things about the culture in the room and have called out their teammates. Cam said, this is the quote, this group would not function to even get to a playoff berth without Mike T. He keeps us accountable from top to bottom. This group would not function to even get to a p- – yeah. what's he saying about the group? Uh, it, uh, Nothing good, but then, I think. then he says this group is strong and can win a Super Bowl. You know, how about winning a playoff game first? I'd like to see that. Everybody talking about the walk-off. Uh, Mike Tomlin's walk-off at the end. Brooke Pryor from ESPN asked the question. There was lots of social media chatter immediately. In fact, she tweeted out, I asked Tomlin, I started the question with, Mike, you have one year left on your contract. That's when Tomlin walked out. And she said, and he walked out. And the comments after that, a lot of them were destroying her for asking the question. I thought it was an appropriate question. I think, of course, we never actually heard the question part of it. Um, I think that every time a prominent athlete or coach plays a maybe final game with a franchise, and there's enough noise out there from people like Tomlin's good friend Jay Glazer that it's at least a question. uh, Mike Florio, all of them reported he could step away on his own volition. He knows it's a question. So whether it's him or Aaron Rodgers, is this your last game in Green Bay, Aaron? or Mike McCarthy yesterday, or Nick Sirianni, or anybody that this question would revolve around, are they going to come back? They get asked this. It may be inappropriate, but you know what? It, it, it It's part of doing business. It's part of being a celebrity. Mike you're, Tomlin's you, paid like $9 million a year or whatever. You're going to get asked that question. Right, right. And Nick Period. Sirianni did yesterday. Mike McCarthy did. And we'll hear after, what they had to say. Did after their game. So, Cam Hayward ask about is this your last game cam yeah and i think that i think that tomlin 
thought that it was insulting to be asked that? I don't know. Did he think he was above the question? Nobody else in sports is above that question. Nobody else. Or maybe is it possible he knows he's walking and didn't want to lie or didn't? But, I mean, you didn't have to lie. You could have just said, like Sirianni, we lost the game today. I'm not even thinking about it. And I realize he's lost in his emotions. Everybody is when you pour your heart out like that. I get it. But everybody else answers the question. That's the point. So let's hear what happened. Plus, I don't think he likes Brooke Pryor. There's no doubt. He clearly doesn't like Brooke. I think Brooke is very good at what she does. I think that she may have replaced our friend Benzie, as I said earlier, Ron, on the, uh, what do you call it when the four faces are up there? Yeah, Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore of most hated Tomlin media in Pittsburgh. I think Jury Rand has a special place Jury there, is Ron. like an honorary member. For yeah, who, who leads off on the real Mount, Mount Rushmore? Who bats lead off up there on oh, that, I think on that jury. sculpture? I think Jury. No, I mean the real one. Is it, it, it the real one in, in wherever it is, oh, North like Dakota? Washington. And, he might, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's Jury. He wins. He gets the all-time hated Tomlin media member. David Todd, you could argue, still has a spot there. Benzie absolutely has a spot there. Aditi has had a spot there. I think Brooke is is getting in either on no Benz doubt. or Aditi. I don't no know. Doubt. Aditi, I don't know if she, she's she around. She's never around right. anymore, no. So that played into it as well. But here's how it went down. Like you have a year left on your contract. See ya. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> Goodbye. And it reminded me very much of a few years back, Tomlin becoming extremely insulted when he was asked about the LSU and USC jobs, thereby making him the first person in history to be insulted when somebody essentially said, hey, you're making millions now. Would you like to get even richer by going coaching somewhere else? He didn't like that he was attached to a college coaching job. He thought it was an inappropriate question. He thought that uh, he said, would you ask Sean Payton or Andy Reid? Stuff like that. And the answer to that was yes. Both of those guys have been asked about it. And it wasn't an insult either time. Uh, Payton was asked about Michigan's job opening in 2014. Andy Reid was asked about job openings. Bill Cower was asked about the NC State opening. But it's just something something set Tomlin off there and set him off here. Now, here's how other coaches handled that situation when they suffered horrifying playoff losses. Who do we have first, McCarthy or Nick Sirianni? Mike McCarthy. Here's Mike McCarthy, who's been absolutely destroyed. This is a guy who goes 12-5 and five every year and has won a playoff game. Only one, but he's won one which beats the other guy, and he gets universally destroyed, and it feels like it's a universal opinion that he's got to go. This guy gets exalted at the end of the telecast by Jim Nance and, and Tony Romo to the point of Romo saying, this was coach of the year level stuff from him this year. <laughs> anyway, here's McCarthy being asked about his job. Too many of them. Mike, Tim Kalashaw, Dallas Morning News. Jerry had said we'll take it game by game regarding your job status. Do you think this could lead to a coaching change? Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we're we're disappointed. Um, I got a whole whole team in the in the locker rooms that's that's hurting, and uh, that's you know, I, I haven't thought past you know the outcome of this game. That's a way to answer that question. Very very dignified. You knew it was coming, and, and you didn't stomp off the podium. Right. And now here's Nick Sirianni who. 
He's gotten the he's gotten the Eagles to the playoffs three straight times. He won as many playoff games, including the Super Bowl. Well, he got to the year. Super Bowl. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, he won a conference championship. He's getting destroyed, and of course, he was asked about his job future. Like I just said to you know, like I just said over here, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not thinking about that. I got it. I'm thinking about the guys. Um, Again, there's a lot of guys in that locker room, all the guys in that locker room, every single one of them that put their heart and soul into this. Um, I'm not worried about me. I'm not. I'm worried. Tomlin, Tomlin, by his actions, in fact, made the whole story about him. And and, and those two guys, McCarthy and uh, Sirianni, might not have a chance to come back. They're, they might be in a worse position than Tomlin is. For sure. And they answered it with class and without really answering it. I mean, yeah, I it could be my last day, but it's okay. I'm more, more worried about my players. And Peter King uh, was right. You know, whatever we think of the question, whatever we think of anything about this, Mike Tomlin absolutely fueled speculation that he might leave by leaving the podium. Yes, yes, what, sir. What, maybe that's the completely wrong reading, but among many, that's what they'll see that as. He fueled I, I don't think the it's the wrong reading at all. I think you're right on. And I could Peter tell you, was too. watching the video, I know you guys are just hearing the audio, Mike McCarthy did not even flinch for a second when he was asked that question. He of didn't course even, not. He didn't even have to pause or you of know, course give not. a dirty because look or anything. you know you're getting it. And he knows his situation, too. Yeah, you know you're getting it. I, I actually don't think, Ron, that him walking off the podium was indicative of what he's going to do. I think he's going to stay here and sign an extension. But if the question is, did, did what he did fuel that kind of speculation absolutely it did absolutely do you uh do you think that if <laughs> look at that look at that headline over there ron bill belichick and falcons owner arthur blank met to discuss vacancy if Who that guy can thought? go on the open market right. and, and interview with the falcons anybody can right uh what do you think would have happened if dulac or ray or joe rudder would have asked that question started that's, that's that way. a great question would it have been the same response I don't want to talk. Maybe something like I don't want to talk. About I don't that think now. he would have left the podium. I don't think he'd have left the podium. Yeah, I I do. I agree with that. I don't think he would have left the podium. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy, and this led all of us to Good Morning Football. Kyle Brandt, who I really enjoy on that show, gave the best national media take, in my opinion, ever on Tomlin. When he comes on, you're going to hear first uh, they played the Tomlin clip. Then they went to the host of the show. She went to, whose name I forget. What's her name? Jamie Ertle. There you go. She went to Jason McCourty, who gave Ron a shout out, I might add. Then McCourty goes to Kyle Brandt, and his word was disrespectful for the walk off the podium. But then he went on to characterize uh, the, the Tomlin experience these days in Pittsburgh, I thought very accurately. So picture this. They're on Good Morning Football. They come back from a break. They play the Brooke Pryor question and then the Tomlin walk-off, which parts of it are very funny too, Ron. Would you agree with that? Right. He just just walked away. Oh, the look he gave. Oh, she also gave Burt Lawton a shout-out. She said that that man you saw there on the screen was Burt Lawton walking with Tomlin off the podium. He had icy eyes when he looked at her. I think the only thing missing is we needed, like, the loud door-slamming sound effect in the background. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So they, they show the clip. And this, this is where Jamie picks it up and hands to Jason and then to Kyle. 
that gentleman following Mike Tomlin out of the room is Burt Lawton. He is out of PR for the Steelers. He said, anyone else have a question? And the question went down the pathway of, Mike, you have one year left on your – and then it was Coach Swiftly exited the postgame presser when asked about his future with the Steelers and their playoff win – their playoff drought, excuse me, continues, and that's people questioning whether Tomlin has uh, more left in him as the head coach and his reaction to Tomlin's walk-off. My reaction of just the walk-off itself is you just lost a playoff game, your season's over. For any head coach, we watched Bill Belichick handle it a few weeks ago when their season ended. Like, that's not the time to discuss what's going on with your contract. I think the larger picture is when you look at Tomlin or Cam Hayward after the game say, I don't want to be here if Mike Tomlin is not the head coach. And that's the sentiment that you've heard for all the, all the players in the Steelers locker room. But around there, like Ron Cook, I was reading in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, his, his thing was, it's time. Mike Tomlin needs to lead the Steelers. They've lost five straight playoff games. They've given up at least 35 in all of those games. I don't know, Mike T just, he just seems like the guy. Everything he says, he does, but they haven't found success in the postseason at all. I thought it was totally disrespectful what he did. I didn't like it at all. Sirianni was rifled with questions about his contract, and he handled it with dignity. Here's my, where I come out. I, I, I'm pretty much done hearing the thing that Mike Thomas never had a losing season. I get it. It's impressive. But it's like saying, well, I've never struck out. Right, can you ever hit a home run? Can you hit a double? Because that team shows up for years now in the wild card and they get blown out and everyone just bows down to Tomlin. It's this amazing thing. I, I, I know there's a lot of Steelers fans who are like, I, we don't worship the altar of Mike Tomlin like the media does. They, they got crushed last night. They came out and were destroyed. And I don't like the act. I think it's dumb. I, I, you, can, you can answer the question any way you want. Don't walk off. It's one of those deals where like... It's great. I mean, there's a guy who... You know, we've been talking about, yeah, it's impressive. No losing seasons. You're always in it. But he's a guy, too, that said, that just isn't enough anymore. It just isn't enough. I mean, you would think that would be pretty obvious to anybody. As I mentioned earlier, Ron, I bet you there were tons of people, maybe millions watching that. From here to Uranus, probably. Maybe even intergalactically, yes. Because it ran with a graphic underneath it, that whole discussion. Steelers, five straight playoff losses, bullet item number two, seven years without a postseason win, last in 2016. I bet you there were many, many people who looked at that and said, wow, is that right? The Steelers haven't won a playoff game in seven years? And I think that people are finally starting to get it that while this is this – is, Fun every year at the end. It is to live in Bubbleville. You're on the bubble every year. It was fun this year. It was fun when Ben this retired. This last week was fun. Yeah. Because you thought, hey, maybe they can go to Buffalo, get a miracle. Sure. Go back to Baltimore that they've won seven out of eight against. Who knows? Right. You're allowed to dream. Mason gave everybody a little bit of hope. Right. Right. Exactly. And it was fun when Ben had his, his last stand and took a circle around the stadium. And Duck was fun. And... Kenny's late gamers were fun last year, but it ain't nearly fun enough. It ain't nearly good enough. And I've used this phrase. I'll use it for the third time today because I believe it, that it's a statement of fact that they've become a, the Steelers have become around the NFL, a pitiable afterthought. Pitiable in that you pet them on the head for a nice try. Phil Simms did it after the game. Hey, I want to, before we get to the real games next week where the real teams go, uh, the Steelers really tried hard today. Boy, did they show heart. That's what they get. Give them that participation trophy. Exactly. 
and I compared it earlier, Ron, to the to the to the guy whose girlfriend just broke up with him. So you and I'll take him out and try to pump him up a little. Boy, hey, you you're and still I a good guy. You look, you, yes, you look great. <laughs> you know, everything's fine. You're yeah, doing fine. You'll it was find all about somebody. Her. You're you'll okay. find somebody else. It'll yes. be even better for you. And then the golfer in the foursome, the mediocre to horrible one, like me, where everybody else is making great shots, and then when I get up there. And dribble I, one, dribble one, or even make a halfway decent shot. That's really not that good. Nice shot, buddy. Oh, you're doing good. And I love the John Thompson thing that we talked about earlier, Ron, when he took over yeah. at Georgetown. And he said, when I first got there, everybody was kicking my ass and they would essentially pet me on the head and say, boy, your guys try hard. Well, they're they're fun. Keep at it. You're going to turn this yeah, around. You got a great bunch of kids there. Great program going. Then when he turned the tables and started kicking theirs, the way Mike Tomlin was kicking everybody when he walked in the door here in Pittsburgh, they hated him and they hated them, and that's the place you want to be. You don't want to be the team where everybody pats you on the head for trying hard. You want to be the team that everybody hates your guts and are sick of because you win all the time or at least one playoff game in seven years. So, and then by afterthought, that's what I mean. Uh, The second part of that is that absolutely nobody ever, ever talks about the Steelers as a Super Bowl team anymore, possible, potential Super Bowl team, and they'll go into next year with one of the biggest question mark quarterback situations in all the AFC. All of the league, And all of the league, and with an over-under of about eight and a half wins. Right? Same, Same as ever. Same as ever. They'll be in it, though. They'll be in it till the end next year. Yeah, they will. And there is something to be said for the fun of that. But it's also the worst place to be in pro sports. You got a call or two, and I'm talking about in the middle with no high draft pick and no hopes of a championship. You got one, Sean? Yeah, we're going to go Bob Millville. Hello, Bob Millville. How are you? Is your last name Millville? Or are you calling from there? No, I live in Millville. What's up? Um, thanks for taking my call. I thought you guys asked a great question to Peter King, but I think he, he skated by it when you asked, why is the Philadelphia and Dallas coaches in hot water and Tomlin's not? Yeah, what did and he I, say to that, Ron? Do you remember? I don't. That was I your asked, question. I asked him the question. He really didn't answer it. No. But I think the reason is um, the Philly and Dallas coach have to answer to the owner. And they are on the hot seat. Mike Tomlin answers to nobody. You know, Rooney sitting in his cocoon could care less. Oh, I don't you know, know that I agree with that, but I, I mean, many, I get well, your, I get your coaches, point. How many coaches could have walked off to that? Uh, you know, walked off last night when asked a question from uh, the media. You know you what? Think, I've seen stuff like that happen before. Would have had to hear about it. I've seen. I didn't like it either, but I mean. I don't know that's a fireable offense. Like I think a little, it was like he's a little baby. He has problems with that lady all the time. Well, I'm Every not going to argue with that. But your again, original point, your original why? point on on he really hasn't had anything to answer to here is the one I'll I'll stay with there. Is <clears throat> that I think he feels like he can do whatever he wants. What what has become what has become Ron is stability without accountability. I think I said that once before. Like, telephone, Ron, do you want to get that? (laughs) Stability is one thing, but without accountability and without more winning, what is it really? What what does it amount to other than some enjoyable final weeks as the Steelers live on the bubble again? Is that good enough? Maybe it is for a lot of people. Uh, 
Not for me. Not for me. And here's what he said, by the way, when you said, you know, why is he getting this kind of uh, free pass, really, from a lot of people when guys like Sirianni and McCarthy are getting destroyed? Belichick. You said, why doesn't he get that? And Peter King said he does from you and others is what he said. Not quite, not quite as seemingly intense around Tomlin. Yeah, I agree with you. His answer was he is getting that kind of scrutiny. And maybe, to a certain degree, at least more than he's gotten in previous years, for sure. I'm sensing that, but still not to the degree of others. I guess it's, I don't know, what is it, the long track record? He's a more likable dude than somebody like Belichick. Belichick goes to the Super Bowl every other year for 20 years, he has one horrible year, and he gets absolutely decimated because everybody hates him. Right. Or we're, <coughs> God or we're bless jealous. You. God yeah. bless you. And we're jealous of him. For sure. Let's go to one more call, Sean. Why don't we? Do you remember the uh, toilet sound effect guy with Mike Tomlin? No. You don't remember that? No, I don't. Well, he'll probably bring it up. This is Bill in New Jersey. Hi, Bill. Hi. How you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. What's up? Um... The most important thing, you guys have all hit it on the head, especially Ron. Sometimes things go stale. You've been around long enough to see Noel. You saw Cower. You saw Tomlin. If Tomlin is not being held accountable, his players obviously aren't being held accountable. These players love to play for the guy. He's been a good coach, but not a great coach. A great coach has their coordinators picked off their teams usually. Can you name me one coach, a coordinator, that has gone on to be a head coach off Tomlin's tree? Well, the only one I can think of is Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. He was a pretty good one. He was a really good one. Would you say he's on Tomlin's tree, though? He was like 60 years old by the time he got here. He hadn't been a head coach in the NFL, right? True. No, the other question. I think when I think I of somebody's tree, I yeah, think of yeah, younger, younger guys guy. that you form. But yeah, okay. The well, other thing that I feel that's really bush league. Okay, the question: You guys have a job to do. The guy's making nine million dollars. Answer the question in a classy way, like you said. But here's the thing: If he's got to hesitate to think that he wants to be a Pittsburgh Steeler coach, I don't want him here. If you have to hesitate for that. Well, she never that's actually asked that, to be no, fair. No, she just said, you have a year left. She you never know, got a chance to ask her question. That's the old uh, the old uh, Chuck Knoll theory, talking about players, and I think it applies to coaches, that yeah. if you're even thinking about retirement, you should go ahead and do it because your heart won't be in your job. Mike Tomlin walked in here, and I agree with that. Mike Tomlin walked in here in 2007. Got them to the playoffs right away. Lost to Jacksonville. David Garrard, remember? Yep. He had a healthy Ben, which certainly didn't uh, which certainly didn't hurt. Coward did not have that in his final year. Then he wins the Super Bowl, goes nine and seven, goes to the Super Bowl. Then the next year, Tebow. And if you want to use that as a marker for when this all started, go ahead. But since 2010, since losing that Super Bowl. They had some very good years. They had a good little run there with the Killer Bees, but they only had one playoff run, Ron. Right. And in most years, they either didn't make the playoffs or went out very quickly in horrifying it, fashion. To me, the d- line of demarcation is the loss to the Packers in the Super Bowl. Yeah. It hasn't been the same since. No. The Houston Three Texans. Three playoff wins. The Houston Texans 
have more playoff wins than the Steelers since then. And, man, now we're looking at the playoff drought of seven years. You can't find a ton of teams that have that long of a playoff drought. The Dolphins are one, I believe. The Jets are one. Even Cleveland won one in that period. Even People Unfortunately, in... they beat the Steelers. So does Detroit, for God's sake. Now, so after does Houston last night, now. After last night or the other day. Who else has a longer one? I mean, it's... it's. Well, I think the Jets, maybe. Yeah, the Jets, the Dolphins, we mentioned them. Um, those two teams come to mind. And a few others, for sure. But when people say it's Super Bowl or bust, no, it's not. I, I, for the vast majority of people, would just like to see a little bit of a run once Win in a while. Win a playoff game. Playoffs, Jim Moore. You see the new Jim Moore commercial? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Playoffs. Fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, provided, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Social media's biggest loser, Malsey, brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And the fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. So let's wrap this all up. We got time for a few more phone calls here at 412-928-9370. What's the big picture looking like quarterback wise, coach wise, and any other thoughts on the game? We've covered everything from Josh Allen's 52-yard run was that a fake slide to the officiating in the game to how you'd handle Mason Rudolph and Pickett coming back. Man, Pickett just has to be livid. And I would I would suspect that he feels betrayed. That he lost his job because of his injury? I think I think that he was convinced that he would go get this surgery, speed up the process a little bit, and that no matter what happened, it was his job when he got back. Mason played better than he did. He did. I'm not saying games. he was right. right. I'm saying no, he was convinced oh, oh, absolutely. of that. I'll bet in his heart of hearts he'd say that. Uh, and I'm sure he'll speak today or tomorrow whenever you know they do their exit interviews. It'll be interesting to hear what he has to say. It's cooking Joe, JP Roofing and Siding, Joe Potochnik. What a man he is, huh? 42 years ago today. I was going to say 52 years ago today. If Joe keeps going, he'll get to that 52-year mark. Because in this market, for this long, he's kept the customer satisfied. There's no other way to do it. They do it right. They've been out to my house a couple different times. My friend A-Rod, Andrew Rodriguez, identified the issue. It was raining in the TV room. That was the issue, but the real issue was, I don't know, roofing or flashing, something up there. I don't know what it was. Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. But if I knew, I would have fixed it. That's the whole point. Wasn't good. It wasn't good, and they fixed it. And that's the end of that story because I never worried about it again. That's what you want when people come out for home repair, home improvement, that type of thing. $500 off any roofing or siding installation right now. Give them a call, JP Roofing and Siding. 412-829-7711. That's 829-7711.